I'm Jen Tsui. I'm a health and life coach empowering women to break through their fears, be confident in their authentic self, and create thriving relationships along the way. This is the Find Your Freedom Podcast. Hi friends, welcome back to the Find Your Freedom Podcast. Very excited for today's episode. And it's a little bit deeper, but we're gonna talk about why skinny isn't a compliment. And also I'm gonna share with you some tips on how to stop seeking external validation. Uh, And we'll dive deeper into that later. But I wanted to bring this up now because I think, uh, you know, the weather getting warmer, summer coming uh, right around the corner. A lot of people are, starting to worry about like the way they look. Um, I'm hearing more about girls who are struggling with like eating disorders or disordered eating and their body image, not feeling confident in their bodies. I think right now social media with this like hashtag hot girl summer thing and like all those trends that are coming along with it is just really exposing how insecure a lot of people are feeling right now, especially women and this judgment that people have towards them. So let's start with why I believe skinny is not a compliment or saying something like, oh my gosh, she looks so good. Like I wish I was as skinny as you. I wish I had your legs. I wish, um, you know, my I looked like that in clothes or like I wish I could wear a crop top, like sh- all the shit like that, right? I don't think it's appropriate to say stuff like that. I don't think it's appropriate to comment on someone's body, period. Uh, And let me be the first to admit that I have been like the girl who compliments um, other girls who are skinnier than me or like whatever and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous that your legs look like that or like I'm so jealous about this. Um, I've also been the girl who has accidentally body shamed um, and specifically like with skinny shaming so I have like a, a friend who is just naturally extremely thin and, and I say extremely thin, not like in a bad way at all. It's just like comparatively, right? She's, she's very thin and I have um, inadvertently made her feel bad in her body because I was like concerned. I was coming from a point where I thought I was concerned about her health and her well-being um, and, you know, knowing about her fitness goals or like whatever, trying to like help her gain weight um because that was a goal of hers but inadvertently and i recognize this i was body shaming her so i have been on both sides of that right i've also been on the receiving end of being body shamed by family members um and also being body praised also by family members and by society or like friends or like whatever this is where my perspective comes from i think it's extremely inappropriate to comment on someone's body because you don't know their lives You don't know what they're going through. You don't know why they look the way that they do. In my experiences, you could be going through trauma. You could have disordered eating. You could also be going through an eating disorder. And for other people, just think about it like this, right? If you comment on someone's weight loss and you are praising them, being like, oh my gosh, you look so good. And and, uh, I'm so jealous. Like, oh my, how did you lose all this weight? Like, this is so great. You don't know if they lost that weight because they've been struggling with anorexia or bulimia or any other eating disorder. You don't know if they just had like a miscarriage and that's why their body changed. You don't know if they have a family member who is not doing so well, who has an illness, who just passed away. You don't know if they're grieving and that 
they just haven't been eating. You don't know if there's somebody who tends to stress and not eat and they've just been going through horrible bouts of stress. You don't know if they have um, gut health issues or nutritional challenges where they are just, um, you know, their body is just atrophying. You have no idea why someone lost the weight, if they even intended on it, and whether or not it was actually a positive experience for them. And by you complimenting them, praising them, really noticing it, it makes them hyper aware of their body and it makes them even more insecure about the way they look. There's a, there's a lot of different perspectives on this, right? If somebody lost weight unintentionally or even intentionally, it makes it so that now they are aware that you are noticing their body, that you are judging them on their body. And maybe in the past, like that you thought negatively of them because they lived in a bigger body, right? And now that they lost weight, you're like complimenting them. And I think especially this is true for women that we think or like we're conditioned to believe that weight loss is a good thing and like oh my gosh like you lost so much weight like that's so awesome how did you do that right because it's like every girl is on a diet or is uh working out to try to lose weight right that's like the normal thing to do that's just what we're told so naturally even if we have good intentions of being like oh i, I want to celebrate you in this way you actually don't know if that person's gonna take it positively or not. You don't know if it's actually a positive experience for them, right? And I think most people can see this from the other side of like, you don't wanna comment on somebody's weight gain. You don't wanna tell somebody that they're fat or that their belly is hanging out, right? Because it's seen as disrespectful, it's rude. Like, you know, you shouldn't, because uh, that's going to make someone feel bad, right? And I have gripes with that too, right? Because I think bodies are just bodies, <laughs> whether or not you're in a bigger body or not. Like just the idea of being fat phobic or like being super sensitive if somebody is big, but not if someone's really small or like anything in between, I think that's an issue as well. It's almost like this hush hush, like you're not allowed to comment on their body because um, they probably feel bad about it, right? Or like you're gonna make them feel bad because their body is, is bad, right? That's like the inherent assumption that you have to make that being in a bigger body is bad for your health or like that they're unhappy with themselves or that they're trying to lose weight or uh, you know whatever it is. You have to make some type of assumption in your head about bigger bodies to believe that it's inappropriate for you to comment on somebody's weight gain or somebody's bigger body, right? But there's not that same type of uh, censorship when it comes to smaller bodies. And I, you know, what kind of brought this up, like that first got me thinking about it was um, when I went back home a few weeks ago, just to like go see my family, I was there for only like three days but it seemed like everybody was commenting on my body like my family um this random like guy at a grocery store uh, who was like my cashier and like he was totally nice and like he was just like a very um vibrant like gay man who was like honestly just like a nice man right and I, i'm sure he meant what he said well but um i'll explain that and then also just like new friends of like my my family who saw me and like met me and were were commenting on my body. And these are all, I would say like, I don't wanna use the, the words like 
positive or negative comments because because they're just comments, but they all were meaning in a way of praise, right? And in a way of praise, envy, jealousy, all those things. Where uh, throughout 2020, for some reason, like without any intention of my own, um, I actually lost quite a bit of weight. And you could see it in my body. I also continued my workout regimen um, pretty, like I, I stuck to it pretty closely uh, when I was uh, going through quarantine because that was one of the outlets that I had for myself to, to stay happy and sane uh, throughout uh, Corona. And I'm also a group fitness instructor, right? Like this is like my, that was like my profession uh, was being a trainer and group fitness instructor. And so I was teaching virtual classes. And so naturally my body was able to maintain like a decent level of fitness. And you can like see that in just like the way you look at me. And so a lot of these people were commenting on this, like this guy at, at the grocery store, I was checking out and he was just, and I was like buying, <laughs> I was buying a slice of carrot cake. And he was like, oh, like just a post-workout snack um, because I was wearing like yoga pants and um, like a, a workout shirt or whatever. I had not just gone to work out. I had just gone to the zoo with my nieces and my sister because that's what we were doing. So it had nothing to do with me actually working out, but I guess he just assumed I had worked out because of my clothes and just like the way that my body looked maybe. And he was like, oh, a little post-workout snack. Like, oh my gosh, like, do you lift weights? Your arms look so good. Like, yeah, you can tell, like, good for you. And obviously I was like, you know, thank you. And, and kind of just went about my day. But in my head throughout that entire interaction, it was not like, oh my gosh, this feels so good. Like this stranger is validating me and my body, like, oh my gosh, I feel so good in my body. It actually kind of made me feel uncomfortable. I think it was just because I, I have been doing this work in body image and helping women be more confident in their bodies, regardless of what they look like, to really accept themselves, to not have your self-worth be dictated or influenced by your body uh, and to kind of reach this neutral space that it's been a while since I've received comments like that and it just it just made me reflect like why did he think that that was okay and not that he necessarily did anything wrong but just from the perspective like this cultural perspective why is it okay for me to be in a smaller body that people feel this this need or the, this um, that they're allowed to comment on my body. It's like, I wonder if I was in a bigger body and I wore the same clothes, right? Was buying the same food item of carrot cake if the cashier would have not said anything at all and actually maybe had the judgment of like, oh, they should work out more. I bet they don't even work out. They're just like wearing loungewear and they shouldn't even be buying this cake like why like this is why they're still big it made me think more about body privilege and body hierarchy which are terms that um, i was exposed to in an intuitive eating course that i was taking by evelyn tribble who if you guys don't know i highly recommend going to read the book intuitive eating by evelyn tribble and i forget the other author's name but you can find it online and I was taking her pro skills course to help my clients who really struggle with um, diet culture and weight cycling 
so that they can break out of that using intuitive eating. And that personally was um, a big change for me. Before I even knew like really what intuitive eating was, that was kind of how I, I healed my relationship with food. But it made me think about that more because in one of the lessons, she was talking about body privilege and how we have to really recognize that we live in a society that champions small bodies and that shames big bodies. And we have a fat phobic society that makes it uncomfortable and really difficult for bigger women to reach a place of neutrality and to actually practice intuitive eating without feeling judged, right? It's like this idea of uh, someone who is thin, who is in a smaller body, can go out and eat a hamburger and they can go eat a cupcake and people will celebrate them. They can post about it on social media. Like once they've been able to reach this body neutrality and actually accept themselves and be able to eat intuitively, right? They're able to post stuff about that and they are met with celebration. People are like, oh my gosh, so good for you. I'm so glad that you were able to do this. And, and it's, there's not any resistance there, right? But if a bigger person went through the same journey, right? They struggled with dieting and, and exercise, were not able to see results, they, you know, had the same hatred for their body and the shame, but then they were able to go on that journey and come out with self-acceptance, with neutrality, with being able to be in tune with their body's hunger and satiety cues and be able to nourish themselves in whatever way that they define that. If they go out into society and eat a burger or a cupcake, then they're met with shame. They're met with comments telling them that they need to lose weight or that you know, that they're a pig and all these things. And it makes it a lot harder for them to stay in this space of neutrality. So just something to think about, just the way that um, we as a society have conditioned ourselves to champion certain bodies over others and how we have internalized that and accepted it as normal to the point that it gives us like we, we believe that we have the permission to speak on other people's bodies, especially women's. Okay, so I wanna dive a little bit deeper into my personal experiences with people making comments on my body and kind of like how the journey for me has been and the evolution of it. And, and I wanna expose like my thoughts, right? My thoughts and my like raw feelings when I was going through these things and see if, just like with curiosity, right? Just see if these things are coming up for you as well. If you're somebody who does struggle with food, who does struggle with body image, with uh, confidence, and all these things, or whether or not you don't, or maybe you, you know a friend who does. As a, as a woman in society, I feel like most of us know this feeling, and even men, right? So many men go through the same things and they're not able to even speak upon it. There's not many resources that they think that they have access to because they are male. So I just wanna open this up to, to everybody who has a body. So I wanna start with body shaming. This is kind of was the first time that I realized that my body was up for commentary and that there was something quote unquote wrong with my body, right? And just to be clear, there was nothing wrong with my body. I have had the body privilege and genetic privilege, I guess, to pretty much be at a stable like middle ground weight for my entire life. I had never been like overweight to the point where I'd be considered like 
I don't know, I, I wouldn't be somebody at the doctor's office who they're like, you know, you should really strongly consider going on a diet or like doing whatever. And like, you need to lose weight because this is a priority for you. I have never been in that situation. So I, I want to put that up front. But mentally, I feel like I have gone through probably very similar challenges to anybody who with a bigger body has. So uh, when I was in middle school, I realized that I had gained weight because puberty, right? Puberty kind of does that to you for men and for women, but for women, it's like you're the development of hips and now you have thighs and like maybe you're getting boobs and like all this stuff, right? So I was starting to grow out of my shorts like crazy. I was so upset about it too. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't even wear these shorts from last year. I feel like a whale. Like I must be so big and I need to lose weight. This is like middle school me, right? Like sixth, seventh grade. And in seventh or eighth grade, I was I was trying out for cheer in my middle school and I was assigned the role of a, of a bass. And for those of you guys who have done cheer before, you know what that is. But for those of you guys who don't, in cheerleading, there is three positions. You can be a, a base, which is the person who is like holding up the flyer. Uh, and the flyer is the girl who like gets thrown up into the air, does all the cool tricks, gets all the attention, right? So the base stays on the bottom, has like gets stepped on by this girl and like throws them up, has a responsibility of catching her. And then there's like the back spot, who is typically a girl who is um, taller, who kind of spots the whole thing and supports the flyer like through uh, through the jump and helps catch them from like the arms and the back and stuff, right? So quick rundown on that. I was assigned as a base and that tore at my self-confidence like crazy. And it's a little bit silly to think about now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, poor little impressionable, impression impressionable uh, Jen back in the day thinking that just because I have this certain role in a sport that I'm lesser than, right? But that was me. And I was like, well, I'm obviously not skinny enough. I'm like too fat. I'm like really heavy. So that's why I'm a base. I should be smaller. It's almost like this inherent thing of like the flyers, the cool girl, right? Everyone wants to be the flyer because everyone wants to do all the tricks. Everyone wants the attention. That's the person who everyone has their eyes on. Right. And it, and it even reinforces this internalized misogyny of like women's bodies are things to be seen and be like judged on. It's it's meant for other people, not for you. And uh, that is something that now in my 20s, I can I can look back at and be like, wow, there's so many issues with this. But back then, like 12 year old me. Uh, I'm just here like, fuck, <laughs> I am so fat, like this is terrible, I need to lose weight, and there goes my dieting culture, uh, or diet journey, I guess. My mother at the time, too, traditional Chinese woman, um, both of my parents are immigrants from China, by the way, and she, being the traditional Chinese woman, is like, your hips are getting too big, uh, you are getting fat what's going on you should like you need to lose weight and i think a lot of women maybe especially asian people in asian culture can relate to this whole asian women are very tiny and if you go to china japan or korea like you go and see like their clothing sizes and like a small or a medium in, in u.s sizing is an extra large or extra extra large over there so it's pretty insane. And, and if you want to get a jab at your self-confidence when you're healing through this process, that's where Asian clothes comes in. <laughs>
So when I was,、uh, when she was saying stuff like that, my thoughts about myself were just like, well, damn, <laughs> right? Like if my mom says it, then yeah, like there's something wrong. Like, like I'm unlovable. Like that I really need to change. There's a serious problem here. And I think it kind of deepened this idea of my body is not okay. Like this is not okay. This is not right. That there's something uniquely fucked up about me right now. And like this is like gonna make me obese. Like I'm going to just become、uh, a whale. I don't know. I want to talk about body praising next while I was struggling with my self image. So starting in high school, I started to really see. Bad signs of disordered eating habits. I was calorie counting, and I I calorie counted for many years, all throughout high school. Um, started in middle school around like that time with cheer and stuff, and I was under eating a lot. I was at some points, I I was thinking like, oh, I'm doing it the smart way because. The minimum number of calories that a woman should eat is like this much, and I'm not gonna say any numbers here in case any of you guys are triggered by that. But I was like, this is the minimum, and like I'm doing the minimum, which means that it's okay because it's not below the minimum, right? But then at the same time, if you know the way the calorie apps work and what society's quote unquote science of like calories in, calories out, in order to lose weight, you have to be at a calorie deficit. So even though your minimum, you're eating the minimum number of calories, the goal was always to be in the green zone, right? And the green zone would be to be under that, which meant that you had to either undereat or overexercise in order to be in that quote unquote green zone. So that was what I was doing for years, and oftentimes I was in the green zone. And then, more often than not, at least once a week, mostly on the weekends, sometimes multiple days of the week, I would be deeply in the red zone, which meant I was eating above my calorie limit. I was not exercising to the point where that neutralized out, and I felt so much shame and guilt and strife and anger and like just. So much frustration in myself for not being under, and it was like this game that literally took over my life to the point where I was eating these like crunchy, spicy like、uh, peas, like literally like dehydrated peas, like like the snack that it was like a Chinese snack, and I think most people、uh, who are familiar with Chinese snacks know about like wasabi peas. It was like that, but a different spice. Okay. And these were like tiny, tiny little packets, like the size of an AirPods case, that that size, right? I would have a packet of that and and go like berserk if I saw that that moved up my calorie limit to like past it,、uh, past the limit or whatever. I was tracking like one spoonful of ice cream, like literally, probably the equivalent of a teaspoon. I was tracking that. I was so nitpicky into this whole thing of like I need to look a certain way, and this is the only way to do it. This is the only way that it actually works, right? Is like diet and exercise is the only thing that works. That is all you need to lose weight, and that is first of all bullshit、uh, because there's there's a lot more factors to it. But for me, that was like that was it, and eventually. 
I actually did lose weight, um, even though I hated myself, right? Literally, I was pinching my thighs, pinching my belly, like hating it, literally telling it like, I hate you so much, like I wanna cut you off my body. I was like, anytime I went to the bathroom or like went to go shower and like had to undress and see my body, I like couldn't help just staring at myself in the mirror for so long, pinching all these different parts and, and hating it, lifting up my arms and like just, just seeing every single flaw. It was miserable. That's it. Like, that's all I can say. It's, it was miserable. I couldn't focus in school. Like in class, I would be so hungry because I was literally starving myself. And I would be so hungry that I like could not focus in class. And I would be daydreaming about like ice cream or pizza and all this stuff. And then I would guilt myself for that. And I would convince myself, I'd play these mind games that like, no, I'm, I'm doing it okay, right? Like I'm doing it the healthy way. Like, this is just part of it. Like you're supposed to feel hungry. You're supposed to like go through this. Like it's supposed to be hard. And, and this is, this means that you're on the right track, right? Okay, no. Like that's how you know it's completely unsustainable actually. Anyways, to the part of the story where I lost um, a significant amount of weight that you could visibly see it. I wasn't fitting in my clothes anymore. I was able to go back to wearing clothes that like my younger self wore when I was a little bit thinner. And oh my goodness, I cannot tell you how stupidly excited I was about being able to wear clothes that was like for a quote unquote skinnier version of me or that was a smaller size. Like it's actually insane like that that could bring me happiness, that that made it celebratory, right? That I'm finally allowed to, to celebrate like my success and that maybe I'm enough. But then also the same thing was happening where I was undressing and looking at all the flaws in my body. I could admire my body, but at the same time, there's like this little voice in my head that was like, you're never gonna be enough. And like, this is not enough. Like, look at that part, right? That part's wrong. Like, look at what, look at, look at your stomach when you roll over to the side and like how it hangs. Like, yeah, no, that's not okay. You need to do more. Like, this is not good enough. This constant perfectionism and comparison just never did me any good and there was no point in stopping. It's like I, I thought I wanted to look a certain way and like even if I did from the outside perspective look that way, I couldn't see it myself. I literally couldn't. That's like what body dysmorphia is, right? You look at your body and you literally don't see what you actually look like. So that was the point of, of my life that I was in when I'm going to tell you now that I was getting praise. Let me tell you first off that too, that I was not like a popular girl. Like I was not one of the girls in the popular group who was who had all these friends and was like sitting at like the, the cafeteria tables with all this cool, no, no, no. I was the girl who literally had lunch with one of my marketing teachers because I didn't feel comfortable in the cafeteria room, right? I was the girl who like walked alone to classes sometimes, actually a lot of times, because I wasn't, I didn't feel close to anybody. Like I had friends, and I also felt like I had no friends. You know, that was like the type of person I was in. I also played like varsity golf, right? Like golf. Golf is not a cool sport in high school, okay? So so that just, and I was in like a bunch of AP classes. I was a nerd, I was like a science geek. Okay, that's, that's who I was. When I was getting these girls who were like, quote unquote popular, who were commenting my body and just like complimenting me, being like, oh my gosh, like, 
like your tiny legs like i wish i had that i'm like oh my gosh you're so cute like i wish i had your body and i'm like oh my gosh you're so fit blah 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 and that made me feel like it made me feel good it made me feel like validated it, it was like cool that these girls who i thought were cooler than me um thought that i looked good but at the same time it just like it hurt it it literally hurt because I I didn't know how to take that. There was a part of me that thought that they were lying that was like, oh, they're just saying that like you don't actually look good. And also like, yeah, sure, but like you know you're actually fat, right? You know, like you know you're actually like ugly, right? Like you know that they actually look better than you, right? Like all this stuff that didn't even matter if they were praising me or not. Like I literally couldn't accept it because I didn't believe it myself. Right. So I just wanted to bring up that part and how there there was those multiple sides of the story. And I think it also it didn't fuel me to like keep going in the direction that I was going with like calorie counting and um, over exercising and all this stuff. But I think what it did is it created this fear in my head, um, either subconsciously or consciously. I can't remember right now. I think it created this fear of like, well, what if I stop doing what I'm doing? Right then, all these people who are commenting my body who can see me, it was like almost like scary that like people were actually like seeing me. It was like now all these people who saw you lose weight and look this way now are also gonna see you if you gain weight. And they're gonna judge you on that too because they're judging you now that you lost weight. They're saying that you look good now. Maybe they thought you didn't look good before. Maybe now like that they saw that you lost weight. If you gain weight, if you change your body at all, they're gonna have their eyes on you and they're gonna have a judgment. So I think it also created that fear in my head. Okay, so moving on from that, I wanna quickly just touch upon trauma that's associated with making comments on female bodies, like sexual harassment, sexual assault, catcalling, indecent exposure, bullying, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I have dealt with like all of that, but I wanted to just put a note of caution out there for everybody or like a PSA that like, all of this shit that I'm talking about, about making comments on women's bodies, like adds to this trauma. And I think, I think women specifically experience this weird type of trauma that is just body centric. It's like, again, going back to the idea of like women's bodies are not for us to enjoy. It's not for us to to just accept it's a performative thing. It's for other people to like have or to experience, especially like when it comes to men, that's just sad. <laughs> and it's it's scary. And when something like this happens, even if you're like catcalled, right? I think this idea of, of praising women's bodies when you look good, that's why people think it's okay to catcall because they're like, oh, but like, you're trying to look good, right? You're like, you want to look good. So you're looking good for us. And we're telling you that you look good. Like, you know, we think that you're sexy. We think that, you know, you're attractive. Like, don't you want that? Isn't that what the purpose of your body is? Isn't that the purpose of like you dressing like that is? Is like for you to look good, for you to be desirable, right? It's such, it's so fucked up. That's all I'm going to say about it. I feel like I have to gather more of my thoughts about it. Maybe we'll do another podcast episode on that, but just word for thought. I'm interested to know and just curious to know like what you think about that as well. 
So my last point that I want to make on this, um, or the last experiences I want to share with you, is body praising without disordered eating and with a healthy relationship with myself. So mind you, this took me years and years and years to get to this point in my life where I am 100%, okay, I, mean, well, I won't say 100% because I don't think it's possible to be at 100% acceptance, but I'm like pretty confident in my body. I have accepted like just like the way I look, the way that, you know, my face looks. Like I'm Asian and I, for a while that I, I hated that. And every now and then I do catch myself being like, oh, I don't, I don't like the way that my face looks in that. Oh, I don't know. I don't like the way that I'm, I'm like standing in that. But for most parts, like I am really happy with myself, right? And I think I don't even like think about too much how, how I look because I have so many other things to worry about and so many other things that I care about. I have found like purpose in my life outside of my body and have found to love um, and accept so many other parts of me that have nothing to do with my physical appearance that makes me awesome. So yeah, and, and just to get to that part of my life took a lot of work and continuous work too, right, throughout your whole life. But now when I get compliments, they're not emotionally charged. Like I, I was telling you about these comments that other people were making that made me actually just curious about what's going on with them and kind of what that says about society. It's almost like taking this perspective outside of me now. And I really like that. I like seeing myself do that where, um, and I think especially now as like a life and health coach, when a woman makes a, a specific comment on my body that seems like they're jealous or envious or they, they like out, outright just say that they're jealous or envious of my body, it makes me have a conversation with them that explores more about you know them and like, why are they jealous of me? Because they're awesome in their own right. And how is it that you find yourself lesser than me just because of my body and just because of your body, right? It, it makes me curious and want to help them in that way to help them see a different perspective from a person with a smaller body who is aware of disordered eating and all those stuff. It just, it makes me curious, right? And I think that's where I enjoy this, this neutrality standpoint is to not have conversations that promote and perpetuate diet culture, that perpetuate body hierarchy, that reinforces the societal beauty standard that women have to be a certain way because we need to expose the harm that is done by that and no one gets a free pass. I want to really emphasize this idea that big bodies are not the cause of obesity or fat phobia, that skinny bodies are not the cause of eating disorders, but that the narratives that society has, the narratives that the, that the media tells the public are the bigger issue, and the multi-billion dollar, like fast food, diet culture, medical like industry that perpetuate weight, weight stigma, like those are the issues. And like Photoshop, social media, like all, this, all that shit, right? That is where all this issue comes and honestly, nobody gets a free pass. It doesn't matter if you're a celebrity or just like some girl down the street, right? People will tear down Kylie Jenner and Zendaya saying that their body causes eating disorders and that they should go eat a burger because they look unhealthy, right? Just as like often as somebody will tear down someone like Lizzo telling her to lose weight, that she's a pig and that she's a bad role model. So next time you see yourself judging bodies in any way. I invite you to just be curious about that. Just be curious about it and ask yourself like, how is it that I actually feel about this? And why do I feel this way? 
So if you're trying to stop seeking external validation, stop trying to feel a certain way about your body, it's just like stop obsessing over your weight and stop obsessing over looks in, in general. I invite you to ask yourself a few questions. One, question, why are you looking for this external validation in the first place, right? Like what are the thoughts that are creating um, this desire, this feeling of like, I want to know what other people think of me. I, I need other people to tell me that I look good, right? And get curious about what's actually going on for you. Get curious about what's going to make you actually feel good and feel confident about yourself because I think for most people, they want this validation so that they have permission almost to exist. They, they use it almost like a permission slip for a time period or like just a, like a short period of time where they're allowed to just exist in that and to know that they are okay. It's like buying confidence in these little short permission slips to just allow yourself to be and that you don't have to tear yourself down for like 10 minutes because somebody said that you look good. So it, it's like validation. So more time that you can, you can just be yourself. So ask yourself like, what do you actually need to feel good and to feel confident about yourself? Then create an intention to serve yourself first, whether it's through affirmations, through habits that you wanna build, through boundaries that you want to have with other people, like telling people that you don't appreciate when they comment on your body or to tell people like, hey, can you please not comment on my body? I am just am going through some stuff, right? That vulnerability. And to just be compassionate towards yourself. Like catch yourself when you, when you have these thoughts, when you go through these beliefs and ask yourself like, what would life look like if you were actually able to be more compassionate, be more accepting, be more tolerant to yourself and your body? How would that actually change things and how would that serve you in the long run? Okay, friends. Well, I did not intend for this episode to be so long and go so deep, but I'm really glad that I did. I hope you learned something new. And if you're struggling with anything like this, if you are seeing yourself beat yourself up for the way that you look, you want to work on creating that neutral space for yourself, I'd love to help you out. This is one of the biggest passions for me and one of the most uh, rewarding parts of my job as a life transformation coach is to help you create that self-love and self-compassion so you can live freely and live fully. So if you're looking to do that and get some support, reach out to me at Jensway Health on Instagram or go to my site jensway.com slash coaching and sign up for a free 30 minute coaching consultation where we'll go over what coaching looks like, how it can work for you and how to get started. Until next time, everyone, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I love you very much. Stay well. And I'll see you next time.